0: Welcome to The Real Talk. I'm Raquel Ramirez, your host and real estate professional, here to bring you insightful conversations, expert advice, and powerful stories about what really goes on in life, love, divorce, and real estate. Are you ready? Let's get real. Welcome, welcome, welcome to The Real Talk. Liz Becker, how are you doing today?
1: I'm very well. Thank you. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. I am super duper excited to have you on the show. This is actually something that's very near and dear to my heart because communication is something that I absolutely love. And before we get into that, I just want to talk about what you do, who you are, and... um, what we're gonna be discussing today so that people actually know who I'm talking to. So I'm going to welcome Liz Becker to the show. She is the president and founder of the National Association of Divorce Professionals. She's a highly accomplished expert with extensive experience in the divorce industry, boasting almost two decades of hands-on involvement. Her exceptional skills as a licensed neurolinguistic programming master practitioner and communication skills coach and trainer, combined with her significant work with divorcing clients and divorce professionals, have truly solidified her expertise. Now, Liz's innate ability to identify specific issues that create obstacles for all parties involved in the process led her to establish the groundbreaking NADP, as we call it. Whether through certification training, workshops, coaching, or conference presentations, her transformative effect has made her a sought after thought changer and industry leader. Continuing her trailblazing efforts, Liz introduced the Certified Divorce Specialist Program in 2019. By imparting essential communication skills and a holistic understanding of key divorce issues, she equips professionals within the legal, financial, and real estate industries with the ability to facilitate a better divorce experience. Let me repeat that. She equips them with the ability to facilitate a better divorce experience and deliver exceptional services to their divorcing clients. With unwavering dedication, Liz Becker continues to leave an indelible mark on the divorce industry, making a profound impact on the families going through the process by way of the professionals guiding them through it. Thank you, Liz, for being here today. I like I said, I am excited about this talk because. Obviously, we we talk about it, right? It's very cliche to say communication is key. Communication is essential. Communication is so important. But for me personally, I love anything and everything that has to do with communication from reading and writing to languages and the connections made through the various modes of communication, right? The things that we get to feel and of course, the psych and behavior aspect of communication. So I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you to tell us a little bit about Let's start by saying, like, what is the neuro linguistic programming, um, so that we understand really where you're coming from.
1: Sure, sure. Well, to start off, thank you, and I'm so excited to be here. You know that I'm a huge fan of yours. That's for Aww. sure. We've known each other for many years. Likewise, and I think that you already are an incredible communicator in so many ways. So podcast is a perfect fit for you. So I'm honored. <laughs> to be here. And uh, in in reference to NLP, a lot of people ask what that is. Neuro linguistic programming, and it's it's pretty much a psychological approach. It's an approach that gives you the framework, uh, and you can also think of it as a, a cognitive behavioral methodology. So it gives you the framework of thought process of that. how you're representing reality, and it's able to state the connection between our neurological processes. So mind body, right? How that's running when you're able to state the connection between that your verbal and nonverbal communication, as well as the programming in your mind, all this automatic programming that's created in your mind. If you're able to state the connection between these three, you can learn different patterns or different tools or different ways of representing something so that you can have more control over the outcomes of your communication. So I really, I find it extremely valuable to have as a a basis, a basic Mm -hmm. understanding, a formative understanding in your thought process and have really practical tools. So it's not therapy. It's not, you know, going deep down into know why you're doing certain things. It's more of the hows, right? It's really the how your mind is working, the how your mind is representing reality. And what is it that you really need to change in the way that you're representing reality to get better outcomes? Uh, and there's so many, I mean, you, you use the word communication and there's okay. so many different uh, definitions of yeah. communication that everybody yeah. has, mm-hmm. right? Especially in today's world, whether it is the forms of communication that we're using with others, or right. it's just how we're communicating with ourselves, right? Uh, so there's uh, various different ways of looking at it. And NLP is really holistic in that aspect. So it it's able to assess all different areas of that.
0: I love that. And I love how you made that clear that it's not therapy. It's not no. meant to dig into your past and figure out what your traumas and triggers are. It's more a practical approach to figuring out how to communicate more effectively with the people. You are trying to connect with whether that's on a professional level, and we can get into that because that's where the CDS I know really focuses on. And the CDS for those who are learning is uh, referring to the Certified Divorce Specialist training program that she's put together. Um, But also, even with the people that you live and 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 talk to on a daily basis, identifying those, I guess those those behavior patterns, and identifying really what is in the mix there, and figuring out how to respond to that in a way that um, what's the word I'm looking for? That affects the result that you want
1: absolutely. is really absolutely.
0: what we're what we're talking about here.
1: yeah, and that's very, very interesting. Outcomes. yeah, yeah, having better outcomes both personally and professionally, in whichever context you want, right. At the end of the day, Personal and professional is connected because you are in your profession. So whatever you're going through personally is going to transfer to your results professionally and vice versa. So it's really right. all thing, just like we're mind-body beings. It's not separate, right? Yeah, it works exactly. uh, congruently, but it does behoove you to learn how to separate things just at a structural mm-hmm. level mm-hmm. so that you can have a better understanding of the sequence of cause and effect and how things are processed so that you then will relate differently in certain contexts. Right. Prime example of um, where a lot of things go wrong is that we have these certain patterns that are happening, but the patterns aren't aware of context. <laughs> so we have this automatic behavior that might be happening that is totally appropriate in one context, but not in another. Right. Um, the only way that you would be able to become more flexible in understanding that is if you break that down, right? If you figure out what's that structure in your mind that's processing it that way, and let me take more control over it so that I'm aware of it in context. Yeah. Uh, Another great, great ability that all these NLP tools and skills do give you. I just, you know, I've studied so many, so many different um, schools of psychology and different types of understanding mind work and behavior and cognitive behavior, and I always felt that NLP was really the most practical way of, of learning things and having quick change. Uh, when, yeah, when, when I when remember. You-
0: yeah, I I remember something. You came over to our chapter in Coral Gables one time, and I think it was when you had started the CDS program, and you started talking about. You gave us a brief presentation on LLP, and you gave us like a, a brief. Um, exercise to try about Mm -hmm. like when you're feeling overwhelmed and you're stressed about something, maybe you got into an argument with somebody on the way to a meeting, right? And obviously you need to be in the right mindset to talk to somebody else, especially if you're talking to somebody who's in a delicate position, say in our industry with when, when we're dealing with divorce clients. And you said to us, you know, you're dragging that in with you and you really want to make the right impression. And you want to make sure that you're addressing the situation, whatever that may be in the right context. And so you asked us to do a simple exercise to get in the right frame of mind so that when we walk into that meeting, we are calm, collected, and ready to address whatever's in front of us in the proper way. And I remember thinking, this is genius. It was so simple. I don't know if you want to talk about that briefly and just give us like a highlight of what that was. It was so simple, but I remember thinking she's on to something big here. Yeah. <laughs> I need yeah. to know more about NLP. And that's what really immediately drew me into the CDS designation, because I knew that that was going to be a game changer for me and anyone else, really.
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Listen, that that was reflected to emotional state management because all of these things, you know, and that's communication and effective communication can't um, start anywhere if, or effective communication can't start anywhere if you don't have a certain level of com- control of your emotional awareness and control awareness, of your yeah. states. Right. Agreed. So, uh, one of the things that that little exercise, which is a very simple exercise, and it's an exercise in helping people uh, just take a moment and decide first and mm-hmm. foremost. What kind of emotional state would you want to be in right. before you see a client, before you're talking to them? before you're about to address someone? Because we focus on content, right? Yeah. So how many times will you uh, go over, you have a meeting and you'll go over all the points you want to discuss, all the content, everything that you need to tell the person. If you're going to meet with a client, all the stuff that you need to talk, if you have to convince somebody of something, if you're going to go into negotiations, whatever it is, you're going to sit hours and hours on end focusing on the content. What it is that you need to relay? What you're not focusing in (laughs) is is what is going to be my emotional state before I walk into that (laughs) room? You may practice on speaking styles. You may look at yourself. If you have a public speaking you may look at yourself in the mirror and you've already, you know, memorized what you're going to say. Now you're going to look in the mirror and you're going to talk and you're going to see how your hands are and you're taking classes, right? Yeah. But what you are not focusing on is the minute, you know, 60 seconds before you're walking into that client, client Mm -hmm. or that meeting or that presentation, what state are you in? Mm Mm-hmm. So A, and this is one of the things I even teach it in the, in the CDS training, it's something so simple, but it's basically A, check what state you're in, Mm -hmm. assess it. Is this the state that you want to be in when you're presenting something, when you're negotiating, when whatever it is, because we all have, we know what states we should be in for in certain contexts. That's where the context comes into play, Right. right? And let's say you're not in that state. Well, how do you get into a state really quickly? And the one technique, one of the techniques, which is super easy, is just thinking of a time, closing your eyes, taking a moment to just think of a memory that you have where you had that specific state, a very powerful memory of that state. Because you bring up a memory, it immediately elicits that state. You can't separate it, right? It's just like when you're driving in the car and you're in a really... Bad mood. I wanted to use a different word, but I'm going to be, you know, polite. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're in a really bad mood, and then all of a sudden, this song comes up, and it's one of your favorite songs, or it's yep. a song that brings back such a great memory yep. that immediately changes your mood. So. It does. You know, and that's, that's a a perfect example of NLP is being able to behave based on choice, not by chance, right? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. having more control. Okay. Well, I want to behave this way now, or I want to have control of my emotional state before I walk in. So yes, that was uh, one of the little exercises that I, that I did that gave an example.
0: I loved it. I'm telling you, it was so simple and it's things that, I mean, somebody would think about that and be like, well, duh, of course, but nobody really does that. Nobody ever really draws that conclusion. This reminds me a little bit of and I and I haven't actually talked about movies in any of my previous podcasts, but, you know, I'm a, a movie critic. I, I'm that's wow. my passion in life is cinematography. And uh, I think about that a lot because one of the reasons I love movies so much is because of their evocative nature. They evoke emotional responses. Right. And you're going through the day. It's a very mundane, you know, Week, the day to day, the nine to five, you know, the coming home, the dealing with the kids, the work, the husband, the cleaning, whatever. You go to the movies because you want to feel something different. Now, a good actor will embody whatever it is they're trying to communicate to you to evoke that response. So it's kind of the same thing, right? If you're going to Uh go into a meeting and what you want is to foster. Cooperation, collaboration, um, maybe trust. You want to build rapport. You have to, your words and your actions, your body language, your general vibe has to elicit that. You can't say you're happy in an angry tone, (laughs) is I guess where we're going with this. And in order to do that, you have to start from within. You can't say I'm really happy, grinding your teeth and expecting someone to feel that happiness coming out of you because you're not. Right. So That kind of reminds me of that and how important it is, you know, to kind of act your way into that until you really feel it so that other people can pick that up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and what you said is it's interesting. It's a little bit cliche to say we are our own movies. We're in our own movies. Yeah. And you really want to be that producer of the movie, uh-huh. right? Everybody else are just players or just actors. They're everybody else that's involved in the production of the movie. So um, yeah, you are the, that main character, but you want to be in control. You don't want a director. Like you don't want to just be in a movie that somebody else is directing, right? Const- and that, yeah. You do want to have some of input pilot of like behavior that's going on. You want to be able to say, Hey, I want to feel like this right now. And yes, by listening, your own experience, Our emotions are continuously swayed by others. Just like Mm -hmm. you said, you walk into a movie, it's swayed. That's going to be your experience. You're going to represent the reality a certain way. and It is going to elicit some kind of behavior in you, whatever you are representing, whether it's a movie, whether you're at a conference, listening to somebody speak, whether it's your favorite author, whatever it is, it is going to affect your state. Now, if it's positive and it's creating good change or good outcomes for you, That's great. But if it's not, then what do you do? Right. Right. Then it's up to you to to make that change. But the only way, and and that quick fix that I talk about, it is a quick fix. This is not your our states change right every every time time there's a bit of information that comes in your mind, your state's changing all throughout the, the moments that you're aware. So it's that point of okay, what is the awareness? What is my goal? What do I want? This is a quick fix. I'm gonna go in. Great, let's see how it starts. Then Being aware of what's going on throughout conversations, throughout the moment, because then that's the next step that you get caught up Mm -hmm. again in this content. Right. A big part of divorce, right? Most of the fighting, the triggers, the triggers are so based on the content, the words that are being shared uh, that triggers this emotional state. So if you're caught up in that content, it's going to go back and forth you're not paying attention to your emotional state. So it's continuously bringing you back, bringing it back and having that awareness. And there's so many different tools that you can do. It's just wanting to do it. It's wanting to do it. And then once you do it, you're you're sort of forcing it on yourself. After a while, Mm -hmm. that creates that automatic programming. So you don't have to pay attention to it.
0: Yeah, it creates a little automaticity so that you don't have to try so hard every time to do that. And uh, I'm glad you brought that up. I know that you don't see patients or things like that, that you address more the professional side of things, but it's true because you do divorce. You understand that even in, in, in personal relationships, we do this, right? We want to say, we want to talk to our spouse. We want to talk to our partner. Um, but we're still triggered and we haven't taken the time to say, I'm going to have a serious conversation with him or her and want him to understand, to feel my pain or understand where I'm coming from. You need to kind of bring it down and check in with yourself, be aware of what your emotional state is before you initiate that conversation. If what you really want is to have an effective conversation, if what you want to do is fight, then by all means, (laughs) try your luck. But yes, but when we're talking about fostering, um, Cooperation, especially with our clients, um, with our customers, with whomever it is that we're really dealing with. But in the context of divorce, and this is where you come in, obviously, as uh as the founder of the NADP and as the person who created the certified divorce specialist designation, you wanted to make sure, right, that we were properly equipped as professionals when we are dealing with such delicate issues, right? Because this is a divorce, no matter how good, how bad, it's just a delicate issue that we're addressing it in the right way to be able to provide the very best service that we can as we're handholding our clients throughout this process. So on that topic, I wanted to ask you then, um, I guess, and we can backtrack a little bit, but I wanted to ask you then, what led you to This part where you decided that you thought it was important to create an entire designation because I know you you founded the NADP with this purpose, but the CDS is really just a step above and beyond.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Um, Well, it 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 goes way back, but (laughs) um, you know, I think that first and foremost. My experience with my own divorce, which in many cases of people that either are, are members of our NAP, people that choose to have some kind of profession that helps people going through divorce, mm-hmm. coaches, all different areas, they tend to either have a direct experience with divorce themselves or their children of divorce, but they understand the need. They understand yeah. it's not just about it being like a $52 billion industry. It's there's there's a need here and there's something that is more personal to them. Mm-hmm. So of course, uh for me, it started many years ago. I got divorced about, uh, 17 years ago now. So, um, 16 or 17 years. So for me, it was definitely a catalyst in understanding that experience. And it wasn't that I got divorced. I'm like, Oh, now I want to help everybody else. It's just the way, because I had so much experience with NLP and emotional state management and the way that I did my divorce, other friends of mine, when they saw that they were like, hold up, how were you able to get over this so quickly and, you know, make certain right choices and not. And that was really primarily because of the skills that I'd had uh, through all the years of practicing NLP. So that is sort of what drew me into the divorce world uh, yeah. and trying to make a difference in that aspect And after going through different, completely different areas of like coaching clients and co-parenting, I mean, before co-parenting specialists were a thing, um, even divorce coaching wasn't really known. I had a practice where I taught communication skills and started with the parents, try to get them to communicate better and then dealt with the children directly. I love working with clients, with with teens. I still do um, in helping them represent. And it sort of grew into this like, hey. This is something that I really enjoyed doing because for me, my catalyst is always about the kids. And this is a great way for me to make an impact on the kids. And slowly along the process, I realized that there was so much missing in the industry. I mean, the industry's changed a lot mm-hmm. in the past 18 years, a tremendous amount. Mm-hmm. Um, there's really not a lot going on back there. There was collaborative practice, it wasn't super well known. It was just, you know, it was starting. starting. To, yeah. You yeah. know, it wasn't just starting, it had been around for a while, but it was starting to get more more traction. More, more yeah. So um, I I decided that I wanted to take it on a greater, greater level. And that's what led me to NADP and and making sure that there was a place for all of these professionals to be involved and see how we can make that greater impact, which was wonderful. But at the end of the day, we all, this goes back to communication. We all, we all have our own um, uh, abilities that we specialize in that we're good at, right? We have these little, little things. And one thing that I have always had a knack for is to be able to oversee, um, the big picture of what's going on and then break it down into little pieces. And then within those little pieces, see what's missing, see what sort of that, you know, the difference that's going to make the difference to change the outcome of something. Right. And NIDP was great in making the difference to uniting uh, the legal, financial, mental health and residential professionals all it. together so that they can start communicating. They can start working together, collaborating, mm-hmm. sharing B2B education about divorce that's not really out there. Tons mm-hmm. of B2C, but not that B2B of how do I better myself in all areas, not just yep. my lane. and, you know. But for me, it's that emotional state management aspect that is so primary. And I would still see all of these professionals that were our members and not our members, just in general, people that I would need that were practicing for years and years, 20, 30 years of doing what they're doing and very well respected. But they were still struggling dealing with divorcing clients. They were still having that challenge of communicating effectively. You know, and it's interesting because communication is very tricky. Mm. There's, you know, rapport, for example, rapport is uh, foundational to any kind of effective communication. A hundred percent. You must have it. If the effective communication is coming organically, authentically, and genuinely. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't have effective communication based on your intention without rapport, because that could involve pressure and fear, right? Like Mm -hmm. there are people that, you know, can get what they want, they can convince someone to do something. And Mm -hmm. for them, that's a positive outcome and that's effective for them, even though they're doing it based on eliciting fear. And, you know, and that comes a lot, uh, when you're looking at divorce and divorcing clients and the relationships between the professional and the people going through divorce, there's a huge separation, right? There's a huge, it's like child and parent. The dynamics are already completely different because the divorcing client is in a horrific state emotionally, financially, they know that they're going to be going through some turmoil, regardless of how wealthy they are or not. Yeah. And when they're going to a professional, regardless of who the professional is, there's already there's a huge difference in role they're playing, right? Uh they there's a huge power differential. Sure. Huge. Mm-hmm. Uh the client usually knows nothing. The client has, is insecure. The client doesn't understand the direction they're going in, doesn't even know what they need to do. Whereas a professional says a clear picture knows exactly. They see the story. They see this case. They see this client right. They know where they want this client to go through to, even if it's positive intentions, but there's this huge disconnect and that creates tremendous miscommunication. Mm-hmm. And that creates um, a lack or a slowdown, let's say a better, better said a slowdown of the process, which is one of the biggest complaints that divorcing clients have is that my divorce took too long too and long. too much. Yeah. That's the two biggest complaints, right? Yeah. And if you are sure. a professional serving these clients, what are you told? If you're a business owner professional, like l- look at what the problem is and try to solve it.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, so exactly. you, Yeah. So how do you solve? A process that a big part of it is not in your control as the Mm -hmm. professional because there's so many players involved. So, how do you control the aspect that your client probably 80% of the time (laughs) is going to say after it was too long and it cost me too much money, right? It took too long and it cost me too much money. So, in order to even just make a little mark on that Mm -hmm. and make it a little bit less costly and a little bit quicker, it would rely on the communication. It would rely on your communication with yourself as a professional, right? It would rely on your understanding of the holistic process. It would rely on how much resources you have, how many uh, people do you have on your team that are in different professions, right? Yeah. That, how much help you can give. And ultimately, how can you help manage good emotional states for yourself and your client? And when you're able to have all those things, then the end results is what I just said, being able to save the client some money, and also being able to make it a little bit quicker of a process and easier on everybody involved. And that's exactly why I was like, okay, I have to do something else to, to bring this to play. And that's what led me to create the, the CDS training, because that really what what it embodies all of those areas.
0: I love it. I love it. And I, I felt there was a, an immediate alignment with my own goals and the way that I typically practice anyway. Of course, this helped sharpen my skills and it shed a lot of light on things that I was already working on. And actually, I remember, and you know him, Bob Merlin, um, who is the pioneer for collaborative process. I remember being collaboratively trained. And as I was I was going through the training, I was thinking about the CDS and I was thinking about my career. And I was, I was wondering, I said, you know, I've already sort of incorporated a lot of this process into you know my business because my goal is always to communicate in a way that brings down barriers that that encourages cooperation that allows people to respond quickly um and to just make the whole process more efficient and the more efficient something is the quicker it can it, you you can get through and like you said the less it costs a lot of people wonder about the collaborative process right everybody always is afraid of something they don't know they don't look at the, the collaborative process, but you'll hear it from Bob and anybody else who isn't a collaborative attorney that they say that it, it typically costs less to go the collaborative route because instead of fighting each other and kicking the can down the road, what they're doing is trying to get things done as quickly, as efficiently as possible. And then yeah. in doing that, you end up spending less. Yeah, And it's, this is, this is um, kind of that, you know, the result of,
1: of having effective communication. Exactly, having a team and effective communication. Yeah, huge, huge part of of you know any even outside of divorce in any area whatsoever. In any area, Uh, you want to get good results, you have to have some fundamental skills Mm -hmm. and ability to do so. And you know, people just don't want to take ownership of certain things. You know, there's other intentions going on uh, when it comes to divorcing clients, when it comes to practitioners. So. It's got to start with the professional saying, hey, you know, I want to make a difference for myself. I want to make a difference because it's not about making less money for the professional. See, that, no. that's one thing that I, I I never understood the concept of, you know, let me just hang on to this, no, I, I don't to this one client because I don't know when my next client is coming in. That doesn't work. And, no. and professionals and successful ones will say that is not the mentality to have because no, the better you do with this client, the better customer mm-hmm. experience Um, you, your, your schedule frees up for more clients that will be coming to you based yeah. on referrals from your other resources, exactly. your, your, your team. So uh, with those that have that positive intention really have to take a moment and say, okay, what do I, what do I need? It's not just about having designations and having the acronyms beside your name. Uh, It's not just, that, uh, which I get it. You know, a lot of people want to have that and it's important to stand out and you want that, but it's like, what exactly are you learning? And what are you going to put into motion? Because Mm -hmm. everything takes time as far as making it that, automatic subconscious behavior that is going to reflect whatever communication course you're learning. You have to implement it. Agreed. If you do, and when you do, it's like magic. It
0: right? is. It is. I remember one thing specifically, it's coming to mind now because we had mentioned rapport. Um, in the CDS, we had a, um, I guess like a segment where we talked about building rapport and how rapport actually works right that you are building it but you can lose it and then you have to build again it's like the cycle right that as yeah. you talk and you continue to connect with the person that you're speaking with that there're going to be moments where you lose that rapport that's not the moment to give up but that's the moment to receive the information interpret what's going on become aware of all of that and then try to build rapport again and it's the cycle of up and down and all the way around And that's something that I actually do very much. I'm very aware of that in my conversations, especially with my clients, making sure, because yeah, you're, look, you're not going to have everything in common with everyone. That is impossible. It's, it's not even, it's not even worth talking about. Yeah. You're not going to have everything in common. You're talking to people. And when we're talking about divorce, we're talking to people who are in high conflict, no matter how amicable the situation, they're not feeling great. Right. So they're going to have triggers, they're going to have issues, they're going to be thinking about all sorts of things and they may or may not really be connected to what you're saying. So that's no. it's a dance. You have to feel them out. You have to really be aware of what they're going through, be sensitive to their situation, and then always bring it around in a respectful manner so that again you can get your point across and get them to understand what are some of the things that need to be done or some of the things they need to understand you know, for whatever it is that they need, whether that's making a decision or signing on, on the contract, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, that, that building rapport was, was huge for me. And I know that that's something that I actively, um, incorporate into my business on a day to day.
1: Yeah. And, and you know what, Raquel, there are people that just innately are amazing rapport builders, right? They maybe grew up in a household where their parents were extremely social and, um, and there was always people in the house and they saw this interaction and we're able to see what it takes to have that initial sense of rapport. And that's yeah. super important because there's some people that don't even know how to how to, you know, initiate that rapport. Yes. But as you mentioned, it's what are you doing to maintain it? Right. What are where are you taking it? And sometimes having too much rapport is not good too, because there's yeah. moments we talk about context, right? Yes. At what point, especially with divorcing clients, at what point, and you mentioned what I talk about all the time is doing the dance. At what yeah. point you need to step away and break the rapport yourself? You mm-hmm. might have to mm-hmm. in certain moments, but you won't know how to do any of this, right? We're talking sort of surface stuff. You won't know how to do any of this unless you understand yourself first. Correct. How you're representing this reality, right? Then the next level is understanding how somebody else is. Correct. You know, because it's the only way you're going to be able to be flexible. So this is, you know, there's a, there's a greater uh, um, aspect to all of this when it comes to communication. It's not just about ourselves because you could be this incredible rapport builder and you can even take a moment and you can even be aware of when something's not there. But yeah, so what do I do now? Yeah, right. What next? I'm trying and I can't like save it, right? Like I'm trying and I and it's not working. Yeah. And there's so many different ways um that you can do things. And again, authentically, not you know, because you're acting a certain way or you're pretending to be a certain way. It's you know, authentically just trying to make this conversation smooth, do your job, help right. the other person or parent you know, or have a good relationship with your spouse or whatever the goal is, that is your intention. And what do I need to be able to detect in the other person so that I can relay this properly? And it's something that takes time. And we all, you you can be a master of it. I catch myself. I mean, my son just left for college. I have this <gasps> most incredible, incredible relationship. I mean, you know, um, Me too. you know, he's my life. As a, as a single mom of an only son, and it's funny because I I literally feel I think I'm going to write an article about it. It's like <laughs> I'm going through a divorce again. Oh my gosh!
0: Because you're having a loss, you're feeling a loss right now. It's it's
1: incredible, and it, there's so many aspects to oh it. Oh my because goodness! It's like a loss that like someone that you love is uh-huh. now away, uh-huh. and that person that you love not only is away, but is not answering your text messages. <laughs> Well, they answer it, but just like eight hours later, right, okay. right. <laughs> um, you know, it's it, it's it's such a it, it's a interesting nuance. Like it's it's very very unusual, but it's definitely bringing me back to like divorce days. And and the, I yeah, never feeling. thought that that you know empty nest era when you are a single mother was going to be this uh, this challenging. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because no matter how much you practice, no matter how much you know, no matter how great you are building rapport. Still, moments that that autoplay will kick into effect. Of course, you have to stop and say, "Okay, may not be doing this right. I need to step back and assess what's going on. How am I communicating? Knowing to what to look for in the other person, and then something different. So we're
0: we're human. We're still human. I've mentioned this in a couple of other episodes too when it's come up that. we're bound to make mistakes. Even, even in your case, let's say, you know what you're talking about when we're we're saying neuro-linguistic programming. I mean, you're the master in this, right? You're the authority in this particular subject. And yet you still get triggered and you still make mistakes and you still have to regroup from time to time. We're, we're not going to get it right a hundred percent of the time. But no. with these tools... That if we have them and we're willing to reach for them when we do make those mistakes and when we are keen to remember that we can reach into that box to pull out the tools, then we can help ourselves, you know, get past that challenge and communicate with your spouse, communicate with your kids, with your clients, with your boss, whomever, um, and get that done. And to a point that you made earlier about um, shortening the process, right? You know, the, the quicker you address certain issues and the quicker you get into the right mindset and 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 foster the effect of communication, the quicker you can be done with the issue, whatever that is. Let's say it's divorce. It's the same thing with relationships. The longer you put something off, the more you fight and avoid the topic at hand, the more you get off course, the longer that process is going to endure. And I don't think anybody likes that. I've never, ever met somebody, no matter what their fighting style, no matter what their communication style, no matter what their intentions ever likes to be in that situation. So let this be a reminder to everyone that We may be uncomfortable in the moment, but so long as we just take a quick step back and remember that what we want is really to get to the goal. And the goal is either to solve something, to finish the chapter, to sell the house, whatever that might be, maintain that goal in mind, and then take it back, put yourself in that position, embody that feeling that you want or need to get through that point and then address it. Yeah. Address it.
1: Yeah. So many, so many different areas in which you can do that, that we don't, right? Yeah. And there may, there's so many different behaviors of being aggressive or passive aggressive, oh. you know, so there's, and it's not even about that because if you are aware that you were acting in a passive aggressive manner in that specific situation, it's okay, mm-hmm. you were aware of it. Yeah. Now, how did that turn out for you? Yeah. Did you get what you wanted? If you right. did, then keep being passive aggressive because that may be the model that that other person that you're communicating with needs, needs in order yeah. to get what you want. We don't know. Right. 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 React better That's a to dynamic, but if it's not working for you, it's time to change. So it's not, once again, about content. It's not about labeling things. It's not. Yeah. It's just about understanding where you are and having the tools to be flexible, to change them contextually, not permanently. We wouldn't be able to, right. you know, Raquel, the beauty of us as human beings is the ability to have all these incredible emotional states. Oh, agreed. Good or bad, right? Well, how how horrific would life be if you had one emotional state for the rest of your life? How bland. How bland, or even if you were, I mean, pick any state. Anything. Right? It would still be annoying to yeah. be like crazy happy all the time. That yeah. would be annoying for everybody else around yeah. agreed. you, right? Like, <laughs> agreed. You. The beauty is that we have all these emotional states. So having it is not the problem Mm -hmm. and uh, experiencing them is not the problem. It's just how long are you going to experience them for? How long are you going to be in this specific state? And how quickly can you get out of one that is not benefiting you at that moment? Yeah, that's really what it's about.
0: I love that we have something to share. I mean, we, we do, we've been friends a while now. I uh, I couldn't be more grateful to you for actually creating the NADP because I will tell you that the NADP has really changed the trajectory of my career. I meant to say when I said that we had this in, uh, in common, which is that it wasn't my divorce that led me to start specializing in the divorce niche, but it was because of my divorce that I started to realize that there were things that were missing how could we not pay more attention to the nuances the landmines the issues the sensitivity surrounding divorce and selling a property i had to sell my own home and i remember it was gut wrenching no matter how you know tight lip i was about it and no matter how professional i acted and no matter you know every time i drove to or away from the home, I was destroyed. I kept thinking all these things that made me sad and and made me think and, and made me confused and all of these, you know, emotions. And I kept wondering, thinking there's gotta be a better way. I mean, of course I was representing myself and maybe that may have not been the smartest choice, but that got me, to dig deeper and to, you know, look closely at what was happening. And then, you know, the more attorneys and the more people that I ran into, the more professionals I talked to, the more I realized that, yeah, there was, there were missing links here. And then I remember I came across, I had met Claudia Pernuti, Um, yes. and she was talking about that the National Association of Divorce Professional was, was, was coming online basically. And yeah. uh, I said, you know, I'd be very, very interested to learn more. And that's how uh, she and I and a few others founded the Coral Gables chapter, thanks to you. And honestly, I've been a member of several different organizations. I've held leadership positions in nonprofits. I've done you know, s- certain things, and this is by far my favorite. It's the one that has provided me with the most insight, given me the best tools. Um, it's the one I'm the most proud of because I've been able to accomplish exactly what you set out to do, which is to equip myself, surround myself with like-minded professionals with one goal. And it's easy for me now to pick out the people who are not in it from a vocational standpoint. Right. Right. I enjoy doing this. It's heavy. It's hard. It's not always, it's never pleasant, let's be honest, but it is very rewarding when it's all said and done because you've really made an impact. Not just, I mean, it's fun. It's great to sell, you know, a house or or to represent a couple who just got married or having a baby. Those are great, you know, and I don't work exclusively divorce, but the divorce aspect of it does provide a a level of of, of reward because of the challenge that you're able to overcome by using the skills that we learn, say like with the CDS designation or by pairing yourself up with other professionals who have that same passion and and drive to want to really help and make a difference because that is such a heavy time, um, yeah. to feel that loss. And that, that, that sense of hopelessness when you're in a divorce, no matter what's waiting for you on the other side, it's right. you, you inevitably fight with the idea that you're not sure if it's going to be any better, right? You, yeah. you wrestle with that hopelessness until, you know, something better comes along the way, but it's, it's hard. And I've been very blessed in that I've met wonderful professionals um, in and out of the NADP, but the NADP has really facilitated a lot of my career growth. And I couldn't be more grateful to you for for putting
1: it together. Oh, and, and I couldn't be more grateful for you, Raquel, because honestly, like that warms my heart, and you can't imagine it's how true. much. Because, you know, eight years ago when we launched the NADP, that was exactly the goal in mind, right? The goal in mind, and I had given up, up my my coaching practice was super successful, and I gave everything up. I was about to you know, launch a book, yeah. and, and you know, this sort of passion project and yeah. like you know, um, uh, we you know, way in changing the experience uh-huh. for divorce for everybody. Which, at the time, when people heard divorce professional, they really were thinking more of like just lawyer or mental health, they didn't yes. all these Agreed. other professionals that are involved, and I've had the blessing to have members like yourself and not just member, you're also, you know, a CDS trainer. And Mm -hmm. this is the exact reason that you are a real estate trainer is because you embody that passion and that understanding. And the minute I met you, I saw that you got it immediately. Like you got this. And I remember at our NAP meeting when you did your first ed talk. And when you did it, the way that you did it, I was like, oh my God, she so gets it because you took this example, the story of all the things that went wrong with someone that you knew in their divorce. And if only all of these other professionals involved knew how to do it better, it would have been a different end result for the client. So you so got it back then and it was wonderful. And I have the blessing that all of the people that have been on this journey with us you know, since the beginning or in the past five years or four years or three years, I see them come to us like you did. Like either they have this passion about it because they've been through it or um, they know that they can provide really good value or they want to learn more. Or let's say they want to start, you know, helping divorcing clients because it is financially beneficial in many cases to your business to grow a different niche and, you know, people are great. That's fine. If that's your intention, not a problem. Everybody wants to make money, but to see them come in, and then get involved and, be you know, be part, be really involved in our monthly meetings online and meeting people and, and doing all these things or getting their CDS. And mm-hmm. then I see their growth and I'm following everybody, right? <laughs> Follow me, you know, all of our members or past members or CDS design needs. And I see their growth when they came I'm like, you know what? I think I want to like helps, you know, really specialize in like divorces and special needs families, or even make more of a niche. And then all of us see, I see them on everybody's podcast. And now they're, you know, on good morning, America, and they're doing, and I love it. I mean, it's incredible, incredible to see that because at the end of the day, it is congruent to our mission of making a positive impact on the process through you guys, through the professionals that hold so much power in the process, not judicious, not, 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 not judiciously, judiciously, right. Or or not like legislatively or not in what a judge is going to ultimately define, but in the actual experience. experience down at the ground level, every area and every moment that that family is going through, you are all responsible for it. And it's just amazing to see that impact. And I know that anybody that has you as their, <laughs> you know, real estate agent that that's taking care of them as, they're there. there oh, thank a really, you. Really, really good experience and, thank uh, and, and help. So I, it's I think- a real shame and
0: that so few people know the amount of options that there are out there. And this is part of my goal with this podcast is to make sure that people who tune in, whether they tune in or out every few minutes, every few days, the goal is for them to understand that there's more out there. I can't tell you how many people come to me and they ask me, you, you, you work real estate in divorce. Like they don't even know how to say it. They're like, I've never heard of that. They say, but are you an attorney? I get that question a lot. Or I get people who call me and say, I was referred to you because I'm going through a divorce. And I say, well, (laughs) I need you to be more specific. And a lot of times they come to me thinking that I'm some form of like divorce guru or attorney that's going to somehow, and I always have to be very clear about that. No, no, no. And, you know, explain what it is that I do. But the point is that it's, mind-boggling that there are certain professionals who exist for the purpose of helping facilitate this process and improving or enhancing their experience of it. Yeah. It's exactly what you said. There isn't, there are some things, yes, um, procedurally that we do differently, uh, but it's really at the end of the day to help the experience. I got a call um maybe a week and a half ago was a, a Past judge, uh, now mediator, who referred this lady to me, and he said to me, "I I don't really know her story. She's going through a divorce. She has some property. She needs to speak to somebody. I'm I'm going to send them to you. Oh, fantastic! So I spoke to her. Not much I could do for her, but I promise you that the <laughs> she was so impressed by the fact that I do this for a living. She had was just undergoing her divorce. She had just signed her marital settlement agreement, and she complained at least five or six times about the people that were put to work on the house. Um, and she was pressured the whole time. It, It was a horrible experience. And she said, I, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this unscathed, but I'm telling you right now, this has been the worst experience of my life. And I feel like they, all they're doing is adding fuel to the fire. And I said, you just said it right there. The point is never to add fuel to the fire. That's not what we should be doing. I felt terrible for her. I gave her as much advice as I could, and I connected her with some, um, uh, divorce lenders, you know, who, who specialize in, in calculating alimony and all that stuff. But the point is a lot of people come to me when it's too late because they don't know. Right.
1: Right. They don't know. They don't know. Neither the people going through it, nor the professionals, right? You said said something that's so true. A, A lot of, it's amazing to me how many real estate agents there are, realtors, real estate agents, brokers, that don't even know the different processes that a client Oh my goodness. How in the world can you help someone sell their home mm-hmm. if you don't even know if they legally can sell it? Mm-hmm. If they legally can go purchase something else, if they're yep. going to help them buy something else. If you don't know what the different options are, what stage that they're at. I mean, it amazes me yeah. that this is going on. And it's so funny because... Sort of changing the subject, but it it reminds me of something of of not even knowing that you don't know, right? Like these Uh professionals don't even know what they don't know, right? They have no clue they don't know, which is is crazy to me. And someone that is doing the uh, my my CDS training is now on demand, so people do it, which is totally weird for me. I mean, you're (laughs) too. um, That you know, it's 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 a recording of me teaching it. (laughs) <laughs> Live in a studio. Um, but to know that people are, you know, right now going through a training and I'm teaching them is is still very uh, unusual for me because I like, as you know, being in yep. front of people and getting the responses. But I, I get I think feedback on a daily basis, uh, especially if I make a comment on maybe an assignment that was submitted that I add a little feedback to it. So I got this really interesting feedback from someone yesterday just saying, um, giving me his initial thoughts. And he said, you know, and he's a coach and he said, I didn't expect this when well, I I'm not saying it verbatim but something to the effect of I did not expect the training to be so comprehensive and I'm realizing that you're teaching things that we don't even know we have no idea that we need this as professionals that's how about like, that that's a great because I don't You know, it's hard to describe when you're teaching communication, right? You're Mm -hmm. really, really teaching people things that they have no idea that they need to know. Mm -hmm. Like what we started this conversation Mm -hmm. with, right? Like that little, little break in rapport and things. You, you wouldn't need, to, you don't need, you don't know that you need to learn to that. Know that right. You go out and you search for it and you find a way or you hear somebody else mention it. Right. So I thought that was fantastic and very interesting in his perspective. And he was you know loving that, that he was not expecting that at all. And that, that was one of the things that really separates the CDS because it's not, we're not teaching anybody a profession, right? It's completely supplementary to mm-hmm. an existing profession. We make sure that everybody knows just because you take it doesn't mean that it's giving you that you're going to be a coach or a profession. No, you have to, right. be to be able to take it, but that it gives you that ability to learn the things that you don't even know you need to know.
0: <laughs> you know, this couldn't have been the most, this couldn't have been better. I, in my first episode, I talk about that, that one of the things that I want to accomplish with the, the um, show, of course, in providing information is basically to address things you don't know that you don't know.
1: So there you go. And I and I didn't know that. Perfect. This is perfect. <laughs> so I'm perfect. telling you, this is perfect. I didn't know that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's that it. I just this. I want to continue to bring information to people because they don't know it, it exists. They don't know that they don't know it or that they need it or that it exists. And I want to be able to cover enough ground to whatever it is that anybody is going through, right? Because the point of 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 this is that it this all kind of bridges the gap, right? There are intersections between life, love, divorce, and real estate. It all, like all roads lead to Rome. You know, we can always bring this back to real estate some way, somehow. And um, of course, in this particular case, we're talking about divorce and divorcing real estate, but even in a normal transaction, there are things that consumers, the normal homeowner is not going to know, but you should be able to Find reputable professionals that'll fill in the gaps, that'll provide you the service, the attention that you deserve so that you can get through whatever process, whether it's a good process or a bad process, but that you can get through that in the best way possible. There's no need to do that half-ass. Let's be honest. There's no need to do that. There are some of us out there who are constantly pushing to be better every single day, to be able to provide you with more and more value every single day. So thank you, Liz, for Oh contributing God. to that, because at least oh for me, pleasure. I find that it's very true. I love holding my CDS designation. I love being a part of the National Association of Divorce Professionals. I love what you're doing. I support you. And I can't thank you enough.
1: Thank you, my friend. The feeling is 100% mutual. And everybody should be going to your chapter if they're in cold gables, because <laughs> you're an incredible yes. leader, yes. incredible leader that definitely um it, it, people can see i mean it's it's hard not to see how genuine you are Thank and you. what a leader you are and you are the difference that makes a difference right that's what we're talking about but you, you, you just said with the home and the service and the people don't know i had to redo my kitchen and you know <laughs> who i hired i had 10 people come to me but i hired that one person that pointed something out that yes. nobody else Pointed out of my soffits that would need to be changed, and I'm like, "This guy knows his stuff." Exactly. So, exactly. How would you know? Like, you know how? How can you stand out? How can you be the one yeah. that that person is going to trust? Because they should be trusting the people that do have the expertise in all areas. If right. you, anybody is watching this, is going through divorce, mm-hmm. you want to make sure that the person that you hire has a holistic understanding of everything involved in the process, not just their lane. Because there's so much overlap. There's so much that they're going to need. So make sure they have that. Make sure they have a good team of resources, of people, of companies, of everything that you need. And that is a person that you want to hire. Correct. Thank you so much, Liz. I loved having you.
0: Thank you for sharing all of that and imparting your knowledge and wisdom. I love everything that you do. Like I said, and I can't thank you enough for being on the show. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Real Talk. We sure do appreciate it. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. And if you found value in today's show, we'd appreciate it if you would help others discover this podcast. Until next time.